everybody. It's Trish Rubin. I have to give you a little bit of great music of traffic. The song is called Glad. And I am glad you are here with me. A little bit more. Off an album called John Barleycorn Must Die. Just love traffic. Wow. Big goodbye to it. <laughs> And say hello to me. Yeah, so I am doing an episode of Blur and Blend Marketing on Friday before Memorial Day. And I'm going to entitle it Marketing for New Marketers. And we all are new marketers. And the reason why I'm doing it is I'm inspired by my new class of students at Baruch. And there are 11 uh, students, they look wonderful predominantly women, two men. I've heard from one of my students who is Russian, Ksenia, says that in Russia they call that raspberry. <laughs> I don't know why. We'll, we'll have to figure that one out. But, yeah, it's a raspberry group. And my students are nervous, some of them, because they have no experience in marketing. But I have assured them they are in a great spot. And why? Just as I said a few minutes ago, we are all new marketers. Anyone involved in marketing, advertising, branding is, is starting in a, a level playing field because of the pandemic. So this is really a good time to learn about marketing. And I thought before going into this weekend, and uh, it is the Memorial Weekend, that I would just reflect for a few minutes on my course, teach you a little bit into that course and if you are a student of mine and you listen to it I'm happy to share more with you than I could share with you in the course of a an average class and if you're a listener who's learning about marketing maybe you stumble on this because of the hashtag and you're a new marketer I hope I can bring you some value so again my name is Trish Rubin what's happening with me well uh, actually uh, it's been a great week busy week for me. I have found out uh, a hard thing in the week. Actually, my mom tested positive, and she's in a nursing home in New Jersey. The thing about my mother is she's 95 years old, and she is a very tough person, and I just feel like she's going to make it. <laughs> I just feel she is, and when she does, I'm going to call one of my friends uh, who does the news here in New York, and I'm going to say, Tamsin, you got to do something about my mom. Either just wish her well, 95 years old if she beats this. So that was sort of the hard part of this week, but there was a lot of good in the week. And uh, part of it is that I'm going to uh, see myself in an article for uh, Ed Week that's coming up in June. So that was exciting. Be interviewed for uh, an article and helps me build my brand. And uh, all I know is everybody's doing well in my family, with the exception of my poor mama. Uh, but uh, that's what's happening for me. Busy with business, busy being creative. Uh, I celebrated Cher's birthday this week. Boy, is she a legend. My mom's as tough as Cher. They used to say that you know Cher was like a cockroach, that she just couldn't be killed. <laughs> well, my mom is Cher-like. Nothing's going to get her. Uh, so that's uh, what I had today. And also, today actually happens to be uh, 
the 40th anniversary of the Pac-Man game. So if you're too young to know Pac-Man, it's such a classic uh, gamer's game, and uh, I learned when I was uh, doing a little research into it that it was really designed for, for women, for girls, uh, and around this very colorful design and all about food and gobbling things up. So this gamer had said, yeah, he, he wanted to make it for girls, although, I don't know, right now, I'm doing too much gobbling in quarantine, so I don't want that to be associated with that game. <laughs> I'm I'm eating everything in sight. I don't know about you. So let's turn to talking for a few minutes about marketing for new marketers. And the podcast is titled Blur and Blend Marketing. I was almost going to change this, and I still, I don't know. I'm, maybe you can help me decide. Uh, I, I was just on the verge of launching a new podcast, a studio podcast, uh, called The Educated Brand. And I, I hope to still do it. But I might hang on to Blur and Blend Marketing. I think it's a good title. If I'm hashtagging Blur and Blend Marketing, people are feeling just exactly that way about marketing. We have never been in such a fog. There's never been such a threat or a blur. And what we know and what we're seeing is... Uh, the blending of uh, partnerships, perhaps, that's been good, and certainly new ideas with the old ideas, raising classics to another level, and then we actually, you know, we see innovation also completely uh, pivoting. So I, I like the title, Blur and Blend Marketing, and if you like it, let me know. So I'm going to talk today about an idea that came up in my early class with new marketers about you know the old models and there are plenty of them and we we just referenced pretty quickly the old model the the 4P model that marketers use as their cornerstone or have used since the beginning of the 20th century and and how that's really faded in a lot of ways because of social media and now as i was thinking about what's happening i i said to my students yeah you it's good for you to know this and then see where it, it it applies. I like to work out of Jez Frampton's framework of four C's. And, you know, um, rather than, you know, product and price and promotion and placement, uh, to even think about marketing out of these four C's is helpful to me. And the four C's of context and consumers competition capabilities, they seem to, to frame what I want to say. So uh, let's just think a little bit about the, the four C's, and we may even interrupt the, the thinking about that, what I'm going to share with you. We may interrupt that, and we may actually refer to one of the P's and the four P's. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so let's just think for a moment about marketing advertising, brand communication, and the context. What is going on here? I have heard this many times throughout the pandemic about trying to get back to what was. I feel that that's never going to happen. That what was is definitely gone. What is has forever changed what will be. 
So we're not going to turn that car around on the journey and go back. You know, what was is behind us. And let me use that image of the car. Again, every car, when you're driving, you look in the rearview mirror. What was in marketing, branding, advertising has changed over the, you know, in, in an instant. You know, with <laughs> the car just moved a few feet ahead and all of a sudden there's change. So we can look in the rearview mirror. I don't even know how much we're going to be informed by that rearview mirror. It, it, it almost feels like what is in the moment that we're in is, is the time that things will be decided whether to keep, whether to lose. <laughs> and what will be is going to be change. It will be all about change. So by doing that, we really become aware. If we're thinking of what is, we're really aware of culture. I want to have you think about culture and the need for understanding that culture if you are a marketer. So new marketers and people like me who aren't new marketers really want to look at culture. What is happening in the here and now? There are so many cultural tensions that are happening and those tensions are going to cause that decision of whether do we move forward with this or do we abandon it. And so the culture of now is all about reevaluation. What will be essential for marketing uh, will be determined almost on the fly too because this virus is not finished with us yet and we really don't know about through our marketing lens, we don't know what our consumers are, are going to continue to experience. We don't know what jobs are going to stay. We don't know what processes are going to remain. And what brands today have to do is be as agile as they can to, to pivot, to change, to move in the direction that they need to in the here and now with an eye on the short-term future. You know, we're not going out two years or three years out into the future. Well, we're probably going out six months and then another year. And, uh, and people aren't going to waste time in, in these long-term budget spends and media spends yet. But what do brands have to know about context? They have to look, a company has to look as if they aren't tone deaf to what's essential. And they have to work very hard and be creative that they know the right tone to set when they are planning to message their community, either through advertising or through social media, word of mouth, whatever they want to send out, it has to be a message that matches the need of their community. One of the things I saw early on was the uh, advertisement for TurboTax. And that's a great ad. It's done in a cartoon silhouette of a building. And TurboTax was just showing in this sort of montage of how it understood who was using them, who the market was, and what they needed. And it was pretty effective. Budweiser, I can also point to for going very creatively back, looking in its rearview mirror. As I said, you're not going to drag it all with you, but if you see something you like, you pull it forward. And they looked at their old uh, WhatsApp commercial 
where people are just saying to each other, what's up, what's up, what's up? They're watching a game and drinking a bud. And they took that and they made it into something more recent with a whole new cast of characters with big NBA stars. Steph Curry, I think, was one of them. And they did that whole thing. So they took that classic and refreshed it. So a refreshed classic could be valuable to you if you're in marketing. You could take something that you know worked, and it has to be something that is relevant, probably is emotional, and then perhaps you can use it like Budweiser did and refresh it. So one of the other things we know, too, about this time is there's a lot of potential, there's a lot of tension for a uh, scamming in this context too so as marketers you know being aware of what's out there and not getting close to anything that can look uh you know hinky as we say here right in the u.s and it has to have a lot of value a lot of authenticity authenticity to it and truth um even the uh, food and drug administration now is beginning to be aware of these these scams that are bubbling up because uh, we know that all marketers are not white hat good guy marketers and there are people out there that are trying to make a quick buck uh, in a culture by trying to work out of fear and that's a driver fear is a driver for your consumer so yeah let's talk about the consumers you know fear is a driver for consumers and a lot of marketers use that as a way for them to to position a sale but that, that's not going to work now. It's really never really works any time, but especially now. And the hard part about consumers, when you're thinking as a new marketer about consumers, is knowing that you, like other marketers who know the landscape, really don't know what consumers are thinking right now, what they're about. They're overwhelmed. Consumers are, are super overwhelmed. If you just uh, think, if you understand the concept of um, psych psychographic ways of putting together an image of a, a customer, a consumer, how would you put together a psychographic of, let's say, a guy who's a, a essential worker dad, and then he's also, you know, has to be a teacher at home uh, for his kids, right? And then he also has to be aware of the budget and, and aware of making things get stretched because he's an essential worker. Maybe that family's living on forty or $50,000. Uh, it, there's really no psychographic, there's no persona for these new ways that people think about themselves. So that's a thing to be aware of, that you really can't go back to those old ways in your rearview mirror and use those. You really have to find out quickly what what's happening in consumers' lives in this context and gather some data about how they feel. And um, if you, you know, gather that data, then you'll stand a better chance of really understanding them. Uh, a lot of what the consumer will, will show you is, you know, their spending habits are seriously different. Um, people are not spending, and we know that. And we know that, the, you know, automobile sales are down about 28%, probably going less and less than that, uh, more and more into that. Um, so we, we just know that people aren't spending money, and they're being advised by uh, financial influencers to hold on to their money. Challenge for marketing then, right? <laughs> so one way to help yourself in with consumers is really to think about the safety and the trust features. That's generally on people's mind. And, you know, if we go to the four C's, you how do you look at a 
the idea of maybe is there a product that you have that you can give to somebody that would help them with safety so as we look at, across the spending you know that people are selling all this kind of comfort for the home candles you know uh, beautiful new, new um china things like that people are buying it they're trying to buy things to make themselves feel comfortable in their homes uh personal care products you know things that will help people to feel better about themselves so product does come into this discussion for sure but it has to be something that uh, resonates with safety with trust with a feeling and that's what uh customers are really looking forward to and that's what a 4C model that mentions consumers is going to uh, be looking at and and the diversity how how diverse people respond and how do they message and when they like something or dislike something how do they state it oh, there was a real bad today on trending there's a trend hashtag breakfast club uh, because of um, and hashtag uh, about Biden being a racist because of a misstep that he made uh, on a talk show that's generally listened to by the black community and that those are the top trending pieces now uh, hashtags now in the last six or seven hours so that word of mouth will travel fast when somebody does not trust you in in the third sea of competition there there's so much that pressure that that brands are feeling because there's so much competition for that limited wallet share now and a lot of that too is being driven uh, by products again that we're not really sure about so one thing I want to bring up in competition is that there are legal issues that are coming up and uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission is, has had fined, I've heard this week, seven companies for false claims, making false claims related to COVID-19 products. So it seems like people are trying to do anything they can for that wallet share. So be careful. I mentioned the scammers earlier. But what will dis distinguish your your product is that is is really moving it into the idea of the, the placement. Where will that product be? And we know that consumers like this frictionless placement of a product. They like to see that product come to them care, uh, quickly without a lot of hassle. So placement in, is really where can they find it? Where can they get it? It's going to be important in the competition. Also, I think what I'm seeing are uh, partnerships being important. So when you've got a product really partnering with somebody who consumers trust and maybe that's an influencer uh, celebrities doing more authentic storytelling so they're not being celebrities aren't being produced in commercials they're being seen in their homes on zoom perhaps and that's the kind of uh, messaging that a consumer wants to see a sort of more authentic person so if uh, you have a brand who's doing that kind of thing and I'll go back to that Budweiser commercial that was that Budweiser commercial just a zoom call with people in their homes uh, it's very powerful so uh, look for that in competition because the competition is fierce out there for marketers and so if you're a new marketer again going back to this idea of um, you know what do people need and want 
and and their decision making at this time. I don't want to get into neuroscience now, but it, it's it's really a neuroscientific and neuromarketing task for yourself to understand how to give the brain that signal uh, that's a stronger signal than anybody else in the competition that your product really can take care of them. And that's uh, often done by uh, companies who understand how to bring emotion and storytelling into their into their sales uh, messaging. And finally, capabilities. The, the thing that caught my attention this week, too, is this powerful uh, idea about sports and how it's being challenged. And this, this week, I think it was last weekend, uh, NASCAR opened up and, and they were able to run a race with no, no stands, people with stands. But it was just a good signal. So people are going to look for capabilities. What can they do quickly that other brands can't do that will show a market that they're so able to quickly move and amplify themselves and get to them, uh, get to their, uh, their tribe. Oh, I, I saw a couple of signals on, on, uh, the industry of betting. I think that, uh, the draft Kings brand, uh, had gone public. And so they're a little, this is, you know, a, a whole company that revolves around people betting, but the thing about that is even though they're not sporting events, people apparently will bet on anything, anything. You know, uh, one of the big things that people will be betting on and that they, they will do in a regulated way is probably, I heard, the presidential election. So th that's what people will bet on, will people take risks, and they'll do it in new ways. If they can't bet on their favorite sports teams and they want to bet, they're going to find that way to do it. So another direction in capabilities outside of the sporting world is uh, education. This week, universities signaling that they are not going to have classes, face-to-face -face classes, is really going to push the educational model, is pushing the educational model in new directions with new capabilities of how people can learn. And, and add, that's a rear view mirror. Look into that rear view mirror because universities, colleges, education, uh, the, the story of how they educated people has changed. It's never going to be the same. And so uh, as a new marketer, you want to follow these these trends. And I've said to my students this uh, term, to really become curators of this information. And you can curate around the four C's very easily. Um, take in all this information, especially with the capabilities piece. Don't go out too far. Don't try to see what's out there in the fog. This is a blur and blend marketing podcast. We, we can't see that far ahead in this fog. But the nice thing is, that we know that there are others out there. There are others, you know, adrift in the fog. And we can help each other. And maybe we can save each other. So I just want to close by uh, thanking you for listening to this lecture, discussion, <laughs> presentation about the fact that everyone is a new marketer in this world of being uh, lost in a fog. It's lifting. It's lifting. <laughs> uh, so 
learn as much as you can, keep as current as you can in the moment, curate, build as much as you can on trends, and look ahead, not too far down the road, to what's coming. And uh, I hope to see you again soon. It's Memorial Weekend. Have a great weekend, as we say in France. Bon weekend. See you soon.